Ion 2020 episode 254. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here. Another Riding with Ray uh, episode. I uh, couldn't get a show out yesterday, I apologize. It was MLK Day, and with the long weekend and everything, I was traveling the entire day. Uh, we were down in the Villages, Florida for the weekend, uh, which is actually an interesting story, and I'll tell you guys about it. Uh, the Villages, Florida, which is the world's largest... I, I'm not sure if it's the world's largest retirement community, but I think it probably is. I mean, this place is absolutely enormous. It's just a absolutely enormous massive area that covers south, or excuse me, the, the northern part of central Florida, kind of just south of Ocala, Florida, and about an hour north of Orlando, Florida. And they just have, the way that they started this thing off back in the 70s or so, the late 70s, this guy with the last name Morse, so we'll just call him Mr. Morse, comes down from Michigan, and he knows that all these retirees are going to be people that are going to be retiring from the auto industry, right? These guys, they have these golden parachutes and uh, these great retirement benefits and they have these uh, pensions and everything. And he knows that these people, their entire life has been dreaming about moving to Florida. And he goes down there and opens up a trailer park, like a, a, a retirement village, a retirement trailer park, right? And it's just double wide and single wide trailers and they put a pool up and all that and then and it's on one side of 441 in uh i think the town was just north of leesburg and he goes down there and builds that and opens it up and starts selling it to people up in michigan and then he goes over to like ohio and different places up in the north you know northeast uh mostly in the midwest though i think it was a lot of ohio michigan wisconsin minnesota uh people that were just sick of the cold, they're retiring, they want to move down south, and Florida's the place to go in the 70s, right? 60s and 70s. And he builds this place. And then all of a sudden, um, about the 1980s or so, maybe late 80s, he's, he decides that he's going to build something even bigger and greater. And he goes across the street and he buys all this huge amount of property across the street because there was a huge freeze one winter that killed a lot of the orange groves that were up there and all the farmers determined that they were going to start moving down south so they don't have to deal with the hard freezes that you get in, in northern central Florida. So they start going south of Kissimmee and they start buying the land down there for the orange groves and he has this opportunity to just buy a ton of land. So he buys this land and then builds this place and he, he puts this one area, it's called Spanish Springs, he builds this big town center area with restaurants and shops and shopping and the whole nine yards and then there's this huge area that just starts developing. And then from there, it just took off, man. And if uh, you look at it, there's probably 150,000 homes down there. And they build homes like it's nobody's business. Like, it is just crazy how many homes that they close on every single day. My, my uh, wife's grandparents, that's who we were down there visiting. And they said that they were on their way uh, up from the airport. They fly in from, uh, like, the, the Midwest 
and they stay there for a couple months every year and they rent but they were talking to some people that just closed in a home they said that the that in the closing place where they went to close in their home 32 homes closed that day at that location they have like six or seven of these centers all around the around the village as well so these people are closing on two three hundred homes per day in the villages and it's just it's just all the retirees that have you know they have pensions they have good amounts of money that they've saved their entire life and this is uh the baby boomer generation they are getting ready to retire and they move down to the villages the villages has what are called town centers well they'll have like um a courtyard in the center where they play live music every single night and then to, to entertain these older these retirees right they have nothing else to do so they go down to the town center they drink uh dollar beers and stuff because i mean the, the, the alcohol is cheap and it's just they're just trying to get as much money out of these old people as they can so they'll go down there and they they have uh, six six or seven restaurants in each of the town centers uh nice restaurants as well not just you know mom and pop shops man but they have you know really decent restaurants down these town centers they have grocery shopping they have uh they have everything that you need they have a starbucks in each one the whole nine yards and there's three of these town centers now they're building another one and each of those town centers will cater about 25 to thirty thousand people but obviously uh you can go to any one of those like and and everything is connected by golf cart path as well and they have about I don't know, 60, 70 golf courses in the villages as well. All connected by the golf cart paths and everything. So you could literally drive down there. And what we did is rented a golf cart for the weekend. And we basically just cruised around the golf carts, went to a couple of the town centers, ate dinner, ate lunch, the whole nine yards. It was a really good time. But um, the other thing about it is it's if you're a libertarian, you would love this because they use like they... Basically, the developer goes in there, and I guess there's some laws set in Florida where if you're a developer, you can buy property, and then you can create your own sort of um, quasi-government along that, along, along the lines of some you know set ground rules or whatever. But he goes in there and he develops, and he brings in private contractors to do the water. They do private contractors to do a lot of like the utilities and so forth. Uh, electricity obviously comes from you know a power generation station somewhere, but like the water is all done privately, and then the roads are all built privately. I mean the the golf cart paths all grow all done privately as well. I mean it's just a um, it's a libertarian mecca in that sense, and I've always thought it was interesting because it allows you to see what a libertarian society kind of might be like in that sense because they have their own government and everything they have these like each community will have its own little set government and they could vote on things and of that nature and uh you pay into a homeowners association as well but that homeowners association comes with free golf on all of their nine hole courses as well so i mean it's really an interesting place but that's what we went down there and did my wife's family her uh, grandmother and grandfather go down there for a couple months every single year so we try to get down there at least once a year as well uh, i haven't gone in a couple of years just because of some work and things that i needed to get done for work last year but i think i went down like the year before that and uh, we always go down there it's always a good time you know you hang out with a bunch of retirees it's close everything closes by seven because you know how those old folks are they want to be in bed pretty early but they know how to party pretty hard when they get down there it's a good social life for them as well if you like socialization and stuff and you're close to retirement you should at least go visit it and check it out this is not an advertisement for the villages though i just thought it was a uh interesting 
interesting place, man. And I've always, I've always enjoyed going down there, but uh, that is why I was not able to put out a show yesterday. So I apologize for that. Uh, you guys know I try to put out this show every Monday and every Thursday now since I have been uh, changed from that five-day-a-week schedule. Uh, you guys probably have heard of the shows by now uh, that I discussed that as well. So if you want to check it out, if you don't, didn't know about that, go ahead and check out the last previous shows on why I decided to go ahead and uh, go two days a week instead of five days a week. Uh, big news, though, over the weekend, yesterday, Monday, there was like a huge anti or what white supremacist supposed rally up in Virginia and uh, these gun right activists were going to come in and there were a bunch of white white supremacists that's what the news was saying and that they were going to create violence they were going to storm the capital and all that and they were going to destroy the place and, and kill the governor or some crap like if you listen to the news about this thing you would think that it was going to be the most terrible situation that ever came into existence and you listen to CNN, MSNBC, a lot of the news stations, and they say white supremacists will be marching on the capital of Virginia tomorrow, and watch out. And they, they, all the news agencies were there to see just how much ruckus that these white supremacists were going to have. And then they get there and they realize it's just a a normal gun rally, like some like people that are that are having a rally for their Second Amendment rights. There was black people, there was white people, there was Mexican people, there was Hispanic people, there was people of all walks of life. There was probably some gay people out there too. Um, everyone tolerated each other. There was no there was no civil disobedience. There was nothing. There was one lady that had a, a mask that covered up her face and they arrested her and gave her felony charges for that. But it was a peaceful protest. It was a peaceful time. And... It really let down the news, I'm sure. Like, they were expecting terror. They were expecting people firing guns in the air. They were expecting all kinds of stuff. But the thing is, is that they tried to paint the picture of it being a white supremacist rally where these people were out to take over the government. That they were anti-government protesters that were hating on the government of Virginia for passing sensible gun control laws. And that's the framework that they use in the media and it was pathetic absolutely pathetic you look at the pictures that you see and there's people from all walks of life yeah probably more white people than african american people that's probably true but you know like this is just that people do not realize the necessity of your gun rights like it is something that that the 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 media is going to try to frame it as if you are some crazy person if you think that you should be able to defend your Second Amendment rights. The media is going to frame it like you are a white supremacist, that you're evil if you care about your Second Amendment rights. But the reality is, is it's, a, it's, it's something that is personal to a lot of people, that you can have guns to hunt, but not just to hunt, to protect yourself and your family, because... It just drives me crazy that people that, like the liberal folks, right, they are so anti-cops and all this stuff because they're so terrified of the police. They realize that the police do things that are terrible to people across the nation. You see it on YouTube video after YouTube video constantly. And these are the very same people that want the guns to only be in the hands of the police officers. So you want to be in a situation where you cannot defend yourself at all and 
in order to defend yourself, you got to call the police who are going to get there 30 minutes later, probably jump, run into your house and shoot you because you're black, thinking that you're the criminal when it's your house. That's what they want. You're a you're a African American man. Call the police. Someone broke into your house. You're in the closet hiding away. The the person leaves the house, takes all your stuff. You call the police. They come and they bash down your door and shoot you because they think that you're the criminal. It happens. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it happens all the time, but you see it on YouTube videos where they pull someone over and if they do anything except for have their hands out the window and fall on the ground they get shot and sometimes even when they fall on the ground they get shot yeah we want them to be the only people that have the guns in this society no you should be able to protect yourself and your family and have the right to do it if you want to and all these people that are have that are talking about oh well look at all these mass shootings and all these killings and all that stuff 99% of those are guns that are not legal for that person to have. And they would have them anyway, even if we had a gun-free society. I thought the most funny, the most interesting, um, I guess they call them a meme on Facebook the other day. And it said that the security company for, the security for the Democratic National Convention is going to be a bunch of signs that say this is a gun-free zone. Because we realize that. It's funny because we always think of, oh yeah, there's a gun-free zone so no one's going to bring guns in there. Criminals bring guns wherever they want to no matter what. Gun-free zone or not. Just because there's a sign that says gun-free zone does not mean the criminals are not going to bring a gun there. If they want to do something bad, that's probably the best place for them to do something bad because they know that no one's going to have a gun. So they can go in there and just start shooting. Just start blasting. There's been a couple of situations lately where you hear about somebody who uh, is packing heat and they're able to take out the bad guy before they're able to do much more damage. And that's always a good thing as well. But this gun rally, I just think it's sickening the way that it was framed. As if just because you care about your Second Amendment rights, just because you want to go to a rally, you're a white supremacist. And it's stupid and it's sickening to hear that. But yeah, it turned out peaceful to the surprise of all of the idiots in the press. It turned out to be a peaceful protest. One lady, I guess, got arrested because she had a face mask on or something. It's probably cold that day. Who knows? But it was illegal to have a face mask on in public. What's up with that? That seems kind of weird as well. That seems like a little bit of infringement upon your right also. But you know what? It turned out to be peaceful. Put the end to all this white supremacist bullcrap. You know, just because you care about your gun rights, you're a white supremacist. That's, that makes no sense. Black Guns Matter, you should check out that um, that group. Black Guns Matter, this is a guy that goes into like inner city communities and teaches people about their gun rights and the reason why they should have guns and helps them to get concealed carry permits and things of that nature because the best thing in a... Especially, especially in a poor community to protect your stuff is to have access to a firearm, access to protect yourself and your family. That's where the robberies happen a lot of times, in those types of communities, you know? 
obviously if it's like a big rich you know mansion community you might have robberies and stuff but I'm sure the high crime areas are typically those areas where there's poverty and those people need to be taught about their gun rights and the reason why they should have them so that's a good good group you should check them out black guns matter um next topic of the day today is the impeachment trial in the senate and if you listen to the democrats they think that they are gonna win this argument now the thing that i think about is this is it gonna change people's minds is it gonna change people's minds to hate donald trump more or like donald trump more as this proceeding happens this is what i've been thinking about the Democrats really did screw up during the impeachment hearings in the House, where it seemed like it was biased, and it ended up turning people in favor of Donald Trump, whereas where his favorability ratings went up because of the fact that people th- thought that it was unfair and that they were treating him unfair and so forth. So his, his approval ratings went up. He's looking like he's winning because of it. But... The thing is, is the reason why it went up is because people thought it was unfair the way that it looked completely biased. It looked like the Democrats were not allowing the Republicans to have any, you know, any witnesses called. It looked like the Democrats were just making it a political football, making it a political, um, just, just for TV, politics on TV, you know, where these people in the house that were democrats they were just doing it for show now the republicans on the other hand in the in the house or the senate it looks to me like they're gonna do the same petty things that they did in the house where the republicans are gonna have control completely over the entire trial the whole nine yards and then it's gonna make them look like crap and people's favorability rankings are gonna go down with the or might go down because the president looks like it's you know looks like he's leading the charge and not giving a so-called fair trial i guess the republicans need to in order to win this entire issue the republicans need to make it look like it's a fair trial because if, if they make it look like it's a fair trial and everything and they make it look like um everything was done the way that it should have been done the fact of the matter is, is Donald Trump is not going to have 20 Republicans vote against them, against him. So they can get out there and do it in a fair way that makes them look like they were, you know, rising above the fray. And then all of a sudden they do the vote and Donald Trump doesn't get impeached. Like they can do that, but I think they're going to make it petty because that's the way the parties are the parties are petty the parties are always going to do things that divide the parties are always going to do things that seem divisive and they're going to do things for their party's benefit and that's it and the more they do that the more the people are going to see the veil lifted from their eyes they're going to see it just how petty this entire two-party system is and maybe they'll see it for what it is, and that is a sham. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't, like, you guys know my personal view on this. I'm sure there is some type of smoking gun out there. It seems like, you know, maybe he was trying to 
do this for his own political gain. I don't think that it's just, oh, he was, you know, trying to make sure that there's no corruption in Ukraine and he was totally doing it because of that. He just wanted to root out corruption in Ukraine. He wanted to make sure the, pre- the Ukrainians were on board with rooting out corruption and he was doing it all in the interest of the American people and make sure that their money goes to an uncorrupt government. Like, I don't think that that's really 100% true. There was obviously some of this in there that said, like, Rudy Giuliani was doing something that was like, hey man, we need to, like, use this for political purposes down the road so that we could really destroy Joe Biden in 2020. There's probably some of that going on. And, uh, but I don't know that it's impeachable. That's the thing that I look at. I don't know that it's impeachable. Probably not the best thing to do. Probably not the most moral thing to do. Probably not the thing that um, if you like, if you got caught for something like that and they didn't go for impeachment you could probably use that against him going into 2020 get people speculating about it going into 2020 that Donald Trump was trying to rig the election per se but with the whole impeachment thing going on I just don't think that it's gonna I don't think it's gonna turn out to be to the detriment of Donald Trump because people are just digging in their heels on both sides. The Democrats are digging in their heels saying, impeach the guy, everything he does is terrible. The Republicans that support him are digging their heels in to defend him. And no one's minds being changed except for the people in the middle who are sitting there probably thinking to themselves, this two-party system is a sham. The two parties are a sham. So that that's what I'm thinking about. I don't know. I mean, but I guess we'll see as it proceeds further, right? You probably got about a week or two where they're going to be doing these impeachment, this impeachment trial in the Senate. And we'll see if the Democrats or the Republicans, I'm sorry, if the Republicans take the high road on this. If they do, it'll probably look good for them. And then down the road when they do do the vote, if you have two or three Republicans that go across the aisle and vote for impeachment, I would be surprised. You might have one or two, but you're not going to have that much more than that many more than that. And they need 20 Republicans to impeach. There's 51 or 52 maybe Republicans in the Senate, something like that. So you're going to need almost half to vote to impeach. That's not going to happen, guys. Absolutely not going to happen. There Re-elections depend upon supporting Donald Trump because Donald Trump has a very strong base and they know it. And if it means getting re-elected, you're not going to throw that away ever. No chance in that, okay? That's all I know. So, hey, guys, um, appreciate you joining me. A little late coming out this week. I apologize, and I had to do it while I was on the road driving. And the only reason why is just because of the fact that I was in the villages over the weekend um, very exciting place to go, of course, especially when everyone's in bed by 7. You have the whole run to place to yourself after 7, especially as adults who want to go out there and drink and party. Uh, we didn't really do much drinking and partying, though, by any means, but it was fun cruising around the golf carts and hanging out. Uh, but that's why I missed the show, so I apologize for that. But you know what? Get that show out to you guys today and uh, enjoy, all right? Uh, but, yeah, enjoy your week. Uh, keep an eye on these proceedings. It'll be interesting to see what happens down the road. Um, I'll keep an eye on those things as well. I'll put out a show for you guys on Thursday just to give you an update on what's going on. I'm sure there's going to be more going on with the elections as well by then. 
Um, you do have, in about three or two weeks, you have the Iowa caucuses coming up as well. Uh, Joe Biden, actually, interesting point, Joe Biden was number one, uh, yeah, up in one poll, the first Iowa poll he's up in. Uh, he's up by like four points over uh, Bernie Sanders or something like that. So that's interesting to see. Is Joe Biden going to start taking away some votes from these other people because he's the safer choice? Iowans, they like people that are on the ground talking to him, you know? And uh, we'll see what happens because the other candidates, such as um, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and them, they're not going to be on the ground talking to Iowans going into the next two weeks because they're going to be in Washington. So you got Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg who are really going to um, benefit from that and maybe Tom Steyer as well. So we'll see what happens with those guys. But um, I'll keep an eye on those things as well. Keep an eye on all things with the 2020 election because that's what I do. And my name is Ray and I appreciate you joining me uh, on ION2020. If you want to follow the show on Facebook, just type in ION2020, you'll see me there. You can also give me a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcatcher. Five-star ratings are very helpful, especially on Apple Podcasts because that helps with those algorithms. So if you have a ch- second sometime, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Uh, reviews are helpful as well. Give me nice, positive reviews, and I would appreciate that. But then the best thing you can do, though, is to keep on coming back every Monday and Thursday so you can have clear vision for 2020.